Uh, if you know anything about port, uh, it's a lot higher in alcohol content than standard wine. It's uh, basically like uh, 40 proof. So you're 20% alcohol the majority of the time. Mm-hmm. Jimmy falls in love with it. As Jimmy tends to do with Jimmy, a lot of things. Jimmy, Jimmy got to the point where it's like... <laughs> <laughs> Beginning of the show, hello. I'm- That's quite a menstrual cycle she's got. Yeah. <laughs> well, she's going to show up a year from now. Like, oh, man, that oh. was a rough one. <laughs> it was like the shiny when the elevators I will her. tell you this. I am not pregnant. <laughs> I sing you dirty. So you entered a lottery. Yes. In the hopes. In the hopes. Of them letting you run. Yes. 26.2 miles. Okay. First of all, you want to run 26.2 miles. That makes you an asshole. Thank you. Talk again. Uh, yep, you're all good. Jimmy. Hey. <laughs> Welcome to You're Gonna Get a Disease with Luke and Nick. Tenth episode, spectacular. This is where we start lip syncing. That's right. Mr. Black. Um, <laughs> we have uh, 17 hours of planned audio for it. No, I'm just fucking with you. Um, man. All right. I had, a, uh, I had a bunch of topics and everything, but uh, can I... Can I tell you a story about last night? Sure. It's kind of fucked up, and I really wanted your opinion on it. So I disagree. I don't think you can really disagree or agree with the story. I, I just really want your take on it because okay. this is really weird. All right. So I, I imagine you could take me at face value for everything I say is you know being basically the truth. So I'll try to give you the quick synopsis of what happened. Um, okay. Last night, I'm closing up the bar. And it's like 205 or something like that. And uh, I got like this really crazy sense of dread, like something bad was going to happen. And it really fucked me up. I was just kind of like sitting there because I was, you know, walking up the door and I just felt really weird, like I was going to get mugged or something like that. And I started walking in my car and I just like really getting scared for no reason. Like I never just get scared. I've been walking in my car in the middle of the night for years and years. And I'm just like, you know, I don't know what's going on, but I got kind of nervous and everything. So I kind of like jogged a little bit quicker to my car and just locked the door and everything. And there was to nobody. run to your demise quicker. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> Hang on. I'll be there. I, I, I got really scared. And, um, I get around the corner. Whoa. Whoa. Yep. For no reason. No reason at hey. all. Hey, they got to break the tension up. So that's going to sound good on the four channel audio. So. Oh, yeah. I can edit all that out. Right. Pause it's it. okay. It's okay. We can, we can always get rid of it. I'll go ahead and pause it. I'll put them upstairs. Boop, boop. Hey, we're back. Yeah. So, Otis, Otis, for dogs that are supposed to have bad eyesight. He sees a biker across the yard, across the field, and across the street. You don't like, just have a yard, dude. You've got like a football field in you, your But backyard. he sees he sees a biker like a half mile away and starts barking at him. <sighs> I have people. to squint to see the thing, and he's like... Rrr, rrr. 
You biking. <laughs> Stay away. So what the fuck was I talking about? Uh, oh, you were jogging yeah, your I was, car. I was kind of jogging in my car, right? And so I get in, and I put the keys in real quick, and I turn on the ignition, and I kind of like just take off. And uh, I don't even get a block. And then I get a text message. And I think it was like right around 208 or something, I got the text message, or 210 in the morning. And it's Allison. And she never texts this late. She's usually passed out. And she goes, hey, miss you. Uh, drive home safe. That's nice. I was like, so when I got the text message, I pulled over because the cops in Elmhurst are notorious for pulling you over. So I put my hazards on and I pulled over to see what the text was because I never get texts that late and always kind of, you know, seeing what's going on. So I'm like, oh, text back. I'll be home soon. I just left and uh, I start on my trip again. And I got the window down and, you know, the airs hit me in the face and, you know, I'm kind of like groggy and falling asleep. But I'm like, oh, that was cute. I hear from uh, the driver's side window laughter from outside. Mm. And then I hear, ah, a big scream. And then all of a sudden, something hits my door, like somebody threw a football or a softball or something like that as hard as they can against my car. Mm -hmm. And it made me, like, completely jolt and swerve. And it was, you know, I was like, what the fuck was that? And I, like jump out of my seat and I like keep driving. I don't want to pull over mm-hmm. because I'm scared. Like what if it's a bunch of kids and they're trying to get me to pull over? Is this going to end with like a, a hook? No, no, no. It's just, car door that was got ripped off. It was so weird. Like, and I, I was kind of like, I didn't hit anything like head on. Something hit me. I'm sure there's a huge dent in the side of my car. So I want to see what the damage is. And there's a gas station right by, uh, spring road but it's completely not lit so there's there's no lights so i can't really take a look around the car so i okay. go i go down kingry to the first gas station i find so i can pull over and it's all the way down kingry i get like halfway away from the bar and it's this well-lit shell station on kingry right before the 55 exit and i get out of the car and there's not one lick of damage there's mm-hmm. nothing you can go outside right now and look at my car there's nothing there and i'm like i swear to god it was like it almost went through my my dri- uh, driver's side window whatever was thrown at me or something like that, but there's no, there's not a mark. There's not a scuff. Mm-hmm. So like, it's really fucking weird. So I just start filling up gas and I get on 55 to go home. And all of a sudden, all these squad cars are in front of me. And, uh, on the news this morning, uh, we, we checked it out. There is a car that was just basically, uh, turned into a cube on 55. um, Apparently somebody passed away and everything like that. But, I mean, I wanted your take on the thing because it really makes me think, like, those couple of minutes that changed time that made me pull over, you know, kind of changed the course of the night. Apparently a car got fucking, uh, it was a single car by itself. It was probably somebody that fell asleep, got hit in the side, probably right when I'd be passing the area. And those things always make me think. And yeah, it, um... I don't know, man. Like, I'm not a religious guy or anything like that. But, you know, these I would have never got a text from Allison that late. Yeah. I would have never pulled over at that gas station, you know, unless I had to check my car. Let me ask you this. Yeah, yeah. So you believe... No, I don't believe in angels. I just believe there's weird things that I can't explain sometimes. I don't know. (laughs) I don't believe in that, like... Yeah, I'm not going to get in a a debate about... about, Do you believe in guardian angels? um, 
the existence of God or anything like that. Oh, you do, yeah. Uh, higher power and, uh, well, you know, something that watches over us. Because, you know, we're not going to, I'm not going to convince you. And no, you're I'm not a gonna, self-proclaimed agnostic. Yeah, I'm and not, you're not an gonna, atheist. That's right. a big you're, 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 You don't know. But yeah. if there's a situation that could present to you as an agnostic that might steer you in toward believing, I think it's little things like that where you kind of, it's unexplained. It's not coincidence. You know, the whole series of the bad feeling, Allison texting you, you want to, you know, you, your car getting hit, but no damage. No damage. It's just enough to make you stop and look. And it wasn't a scream from the outside. It was like laughter, which was really, not like, now I'm getting chills just thinking about it because it's super creepy. Like, even if it was a bunch of teenagers giggling because it's prom season. That's what I was always thinking. Like, there would have been teenagers outside walking around in Elmhurst. Just yeah. fucking around. Yeah. And it's a Saturday night. Yeah. So I see teenagers all the time walking around Elmhurst. So, you know, it's just really, really weird. It's just the domino effect of everything. So You know, I, I'm going to tell you a story, and it's, it's along the similar I lines. thought you'd have an experience like this. It's sure. Just, yeah. Every, I think everyone does. But the one that came to mind, and what's weird is I was thinking about it this morning. Um, when my mother had a stroke, okay, mm-hmm. and she didn't want to do her physical therapy. And her response was, I just want to go be with your dad um, when my dad had passed away. Mm -hmm. And um, there was a point where, you know, the stroke had done its damage and she needed to do, you know, half of her body wasn't working and she couldn't speak, you know, worth, you know, a whole lot. Um, And uh, I... uh, there was a day I went in and I talked, and for some reason I was the one that always had to give her the, you know, any news that mm-hmm. was going on with her. And uh, I went in and I sat down with her and I said, because she had kind of, she would do physical therapy one day and another day she would just sit there and they would try to get her to do stuff. And I said, Ma, I said, I know you want to be with dad, but this stroke at this point is not going to kill you. I said, so it's your decision if you, how your quality of life is at this point. You know, do you want to be at my wedding? Do you want to be, um, do you want to see, you know, be able to hold Lil- Lily again, you know, her great grandchild? It's got to be really rough to um, say to somebody. And it is, yeah. it is. And she started crying. And I said, you know, I hate to tell you this, but, you know, I know you want to be, but this isn't going to do it. So you laying here and not participating, it does, it's not going to, it's not going to get you where you want to be. And she started crying, you know, which upset me because, you know, it's tough to see, you know, someone, you, a parent, you know, obviously, yeah, in a weakened state when they were the strong ones for so many years. And, um, I finish what I'm saying and this woman walks in. And she's like, you know, are you Catholic? And my mom kind of nods her head. And she's like, would you like to receive the Eucharist? Mm-hmm. And my mom, you know, nods. And she says, you know, can she take the whole? I said, no, no, just give her a piece. You know, she let her suck on it because yeah. she, she couldn't swallow real well. All right. And uh, the woman goes to give her, instead of just saying, you know, the standard is the body of Christ. She looks at my mom and she says, this is. Let you know. Let us pray to the Lord. And I, I'm paraphrasing. She said it really yeah, eloquently. Yeah, but yeah. she said, "Let us pray to the Lord that this Eucharist gives you the strength to go down the the road 
to the to to help you along the tough road that you need to go down. Okay. And it was like per it was like basically let me come in and reiterate what your son just said. Mm-hmm. Okay. And my mom turns her head and looks at me and raises her eyebrows. And I looked at her and I said, well, yeah, no fucking shit like that. <laughs> and, <laughs> you know, did and then you she really ra- followed up. She with raised no fucking her shit. Yeah, I did. Yeah. It's just, I mean, it comes out and I go, oh, shit, you just said that to your mom. Um, and so did someone send her in to say those words? I mean, she didn't. I'm sure she wasn't like some conjured up in the hall or anything. No, but something she was like peeking from the door. <laughs> something, something made her up say those, you know, exact words. Yeah. The words that my mother needed at that point. Yeah. And uh, so, I, I I certainly think that if you're, you know, there's a certain certain things that are gonna are supposed to happen for a certain reason, and there's certain times that if your intentions are good. And, and I'm not talking about just in the immediate, but just your long-term intentions. I think that there is a force that looks out for you that, uh, you know, will kind of be like helping you a little bit, giving you signs yeah. to kind of, and that's, you know, uh, that's where I, you know, I believe God comes in and says, you know, here's the deal. Uh, you know, you have free will, but let me give you a little nudge every now and again to kind of yeah, remind I... you that things are, things are, things are okay. You're, you're, you're a good person. You know, get down the right road. Uh, it's you know, I I've never asked for signs or anything like that, but you know, once in a while, you you definitely get that nudge. I mean, seriously, that was just a weird sequence of events that did not put me in a particular spot. And I I looked up the accident. Right now, it's May fourth, two thousand thirteen. Apparently, the accident happened uh, after two a.m. It's two thousand fourteen, stud. That's what I said. Thirteen. I'm yeah. going to edit that so I don't sound stupid. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah wow um so you know you talked about the force it is star wars day so are you excited about that luke no no may the fourth be with you no i love star wars but uh, you know i'm not gonna fucking dress up and shit <laughs> you know we're not gonna watch jedi later and see a bunch of muppets no battles. Fuck, the hawks are on and then game of thrones tonight and the cubs games on at seven i had cubs tickets and i couldn't find anybody to go with me you have cub tickets today you can't find anybody well to go i did you? they were offered to me um, and I had to, I had texted four people and none, nobody like two didn't respond and uh, the, the one that didn't respond responded to me like an hour after I said I can't take them thanks anyway is it Cubs Sox today no it's Cubs Cardinals Cubs Cardinals oh that's even a bigger rivalry right there so um, so you can't even sucks. give them away that's it would have been oh no I just uh, the one guy that ended up responding said I would love to go. It was Vern because he, he's a Cardinals fan, so I always try to go Wait maybe a once second. a year Why to a Cubs Cardinals game. Cardinals fan? I think his family's from down that way. Okay, he's got. He likes the Cubs too. We, we've gone to Cub games and he roots for the. But you know, he likes the. I mean, I like the Cardinals. They're a great organization. So he's a big lefty and a Cardinals fan. You guys got a lot to talk about, man. Just, just hate each other. <laughs> and you grew up best friends. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's my creepy story. Uh, it fucked me up so. It's not even creepy. It's, it'd, it'd be, I got, I, well, I got home and she was awake. She was playing on her Kindle. There's, here's another little crazy. She's like up, which she's never up, you know? And I'm like, hey, you saved my life tonight. And she goes, what? What? You know? And then as I lay down, sure enough, Ellie comes in right from the other room, just walks in and plops down, goes to sleep between us. It's like, hi, dad. Like, what the fuck are you doing up? You know? Did but, you say what the fuck? No. I said it in my head. You said, what the fuck are you doing? Hi, honey. I want to snuggle with the wife. Go away. You know. Uh, But kids, they fucking decide to uh, 
be the biggest cock blockers on the planet. What are you going to do? That's why you got to teach them about sex at a very early age. <laughs> like three. Everyone's hugging. Explain that mommy and daddy need to get a little bit of the nasty going. <laughs> She's never up at three in the morning. Go at least I need to explain to you to that mommy and daddy sometimes need to take their clothes off and do stuff to each other. So you when mean you like come, take a shower. Sometimes no. it involves a shower. <laughs> sometimes it involves a butt plug. But oh god, <laughs> the most important thing is that you stay in your bed. Wait, who told you? Oh, sorry. And cover your ears. Cover your ears, honey. Just go back to because bed. daddy's a moaner. A little bit, you know. <laughs> when the moment strikes. <laughs> well, we had uh, some some topics that we didn't bleed into last week. Um, I don't know if you want to hit up that Michelle Obama one. It's too too late for that. Um, it just I, I it, at the time it invoked some emotion, but I kind of think about it now, and it's like, well, whatever. It didn't even make it was the, it the, was the rounds. I it think. was I haven't I haven't actually been. I normally like kind of thumb through my computer and read a lot of articles yeah. and stuff, and I just haven't done that in a while. Um, basically, it was uh, Michelle Obama was doing some. You know, photo spiel. op, read to kids, spiel. Yeah, something yeah. stupid. You know, with all the. All the politicians do to yeah. that has nothing to do with anything. Nope. And uh, some kid afterwards, who, her mother worked for the White House. Was it a little girl? Yeah, it was a little yeah. girl. Gave Michelle Obama her father's resume because he's been out of work for two years. Okay. And there were so many levels of, like, first it was, well, the mother, they, they were joking about it the night before. You know, oh. like they, oh, wouldn't it be funny? And then the daughters did it on her own. Okay, so obviously that's a cover. They were like, give her the fucking resume. Yeah. You know, he'd been looking for a job in. Because I read like, the article you sent. Something me, so, specific yeah. for like two years. I'm like, dude, get a different career. You're not going to get a job. You know, <laughs> and then years, I'm like, he's okay. been waiting to get this yeah, job. Yeah, just one job. And that in itself annoyed me. And then I'm like, and then they said Michelle took the resume with her after. And I'm like, yeah, I'm sure she's going to be out job searching for well, the guy. But yeah. I guarantee – then I went, I went, I bet you in like two weeks the dude's going to get a job from Michelle Obama because it's such a great – and then it's going to be, look what the Obamas did. So like there was on so many levels of like – this is total like everyone in this story is an asshole, <laughs> even the kid. you know. And I'm like, Jesus oh, Christ. The kid is a prop. Yeah, I mean the the kids, the prop, and the the mother and father, and then they're going to get them a job, and you know, and then they're going to use it to show what a wonderful how they've you know brought down unemployment, and and I just was like, this is he, on so many levels, it's just a, a bunch of jerks. So she took the resume. That's what I read in the article. Now a better story would have been if she would have balled up the resume. And you know, said the world needs ditch diggers too, or something like that to the kid. Yeah, that would have. Well, she like gave the kid a hug, and I'm no, like, <laughs> she's not gonna push him over. Or give her. Me a fuck. <laughs> well, it's just like give me a fucking break. The mother works for the mother's probably making good money. The father's probably on unemployment, which you know, as a liberal, you love. Oh, and uh, all the money they can, dude. <laughs> I want to bleed you fuckers dry. <laughs> um, you know, the, just the whole thing. I'm like, dude, go find it. You can find a fucking job. I had a, a guy I went to high school with that would always talk about, he'd post on Facebook how he, oh, I can't find a job. I can't find a job. But then all of his other posts He's were. got a Facebook connection. That's good. All of his other posts him. were him sitting in a bar, like watching baseball or hockey or football. It's like everything. And I'm like, it was, it was like two and a half years. I'm talking to the guy, and he's like, yeah, you know, I can't find a job in my industry. I'm like, what's your industry? And he didn't really have one. 
I'm like, your industry is sitting in the bar is what you're and, and I just I, I don't have sympathy for anybody like that. It's it's difficult. Yeah, I mean, I, I've definitely seen situations like that, especially with the age of social media where people will say something and then all of a sudden they'll post, hey, and check out my new jet ski. You know, like you just kind of go, uh, your priorities are a bit screwed up, you know. Sure. And I'm not knocking anybody for getting a jet ski because who doesn't have fun on a jet ski? But at the same time, you know, just, you know, don't, don't, uh, don't complain about something and do something completely the anti to the what you're complaining about like 10 minutes later. Of course. And we see a, a ton of our friends. Do oh, that. yeah. We love you all, but, you know, some of you. Jesus yeah. Christ. So. Don't, don't, tell, don't say. Not you. Oh, man. Not I you. I don't, I don't have any money. I don't have any money. We'll get a fucking job. <laughs> I get that a lot. I don't. Well, I, I can't. I don't. Even, you know, if you if you if you don't have money because you have a kid and you're working and you got a house payment and all this shit, yeah, I sympathize and I'll help you out any way I can. Or you're you know you get laid off or whatever. But I get a kick out of the people that sit on their ass and then complain about not having money or a direction or a life or you know what I mean. It's oh, like, of course. It, it's, I just want to like grab book. them and shake them and go, you know what, don't, if we're, you know, if we go to a bar and I buy a round, you buy a round, I buy a round, you buy a round, and we go back and forth and all of a sudden you stop after I've bought like three more rounds than you because you, oh, I, I'm not going to drink anymore. And it turns out you just don't have any money. <laughs> At least say something before we go into the bar and say, hey, exactly. dude, I don't have a lot of money. Don't yeah. show up with 10 bucks. I think I did that with you when we were in Vegas. I'm like, dude, I'm tapped out. And you spotted me like fifty bucks for that stupid Tom Brady bet. Fuck Tom Brady. So <laughs> <laughs> I'll pick somebody up if they're just straightforward. I just hate the the, the weaselly. Um, hey, here's a good story. <laughs> uh, I see. You know, uh, you guys can't see it at home, listening or in your car, listening to this. Luke's face turns into the fucking devil when something springs in his head. His <laughs> eyes just quit and like, oh, I got a story. I'm going to oh, burn somebody. I had this roommate in L.A. I'm just grabbing my water. Vamp. Um, well, I had this roommate. Your water's sitting right here there, guy. Yeah. Hey. Um, and he was such a... When I say lazy, <laughs> I, I don't think I can reiterate how lazy this guy is. He lived with me for three years he he had a giant box of clothes in the sitting in the middle of his room that he never unpacked. A box. Are we naming names? Yeah, Hector. Hector. And who he called and who we nicknamed Fat because he was so lazy and he just got fatter and fatter. <laughs> I that is that is a great nickname. Yeah, we just called Fat. Just, we just referred just to him as went fat. right to it. Hey, Fat. Well, we didn't call him that. We just were like, "Where's Fat in his room?" <laughs> My other roommate, because he. He never did anything. He would he would create the biggest garbage pyramid, leaning against the wall, going about six feet up the wall rather than take the trash out. Jonah had one of those. <clears throat> yeah. um, like I say, he didn't unpack his. This box was covered in dust. He never cleaned his room. He vacuumed once and sucked my headphones up and broke the vacuum. <laughs> the one time he vacuumed. Um, so anyway. <laughs> Fat always talked about all, the, all of his great friends and everything like that, and and all the, you know, he was always really tight, and there was always like cute girls that he was, you know, I'm great friends with her, and just because he was trying to hit on them, and he was a total like, uh, 
you know, like a suck up. And he would always talk bad to, to the girls about like their boyfriends trying to get them to break up. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. really Reggie's a, a fucking tool, really a fucking scumbag. We caught him one time. We heard him talking. We all called him out on it. He's like, oh, no, I didn't say that. You know, that was the old post game method, man. Yeah, it was the it was the it's the. I'm going to make myself look good by making your boyfriend look bad. He did it all the time. Yeah. So we had a girl who, um, and people would do this every now and again, and it kind of aggravated me when it was like, oh, my, you know, my mother died. And they would collect money for the person and give them money. And I'm like, what? They don't need money. You know, but buy a gift, get a card, something like that. Yeah. But this girl, um, her husband died. Okay. Um, and she had a, like a, a, like a, well, she was either pregnant. I think she was pregnant with their child, like eight months pregnant, like a really tragedy. That's crazy. Um, so I went and I started, I went to each of the venues at universal before, and they have like showcom where they tell you what's going on. And I went and I said, Hey guys, you all know Lena. And I said her, you know, and I explained what happened and I said, I'm taking up a collection because we, you know, he was working. And, you know, something to help her kind of get along, at least to start. And I go to one venue, and everybody gives money, even if it's like a buck. You know, some people are dropping cool. 20s you in. That's cool. made a little... And I said, cool. you know, yeah. you don't... And uh, I knew what Fat made, and I knew what he spent his money on. Okay. We went to every venue, and I go to this one. And he was, oh, she was a great friend and all this stuff, and Lena this and Lena that. And I give the little spiel at the venue he's at, and I said, you know, and, and I, everyone comes up, and they're, like, giving money, and I say, you know, thank you, you know, we're going to give the money to Lena today, uh, sign the card, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. And I look at Fat, and he stands there, and he kind of looks around the room and starts backing slowly towards the door. And I went to five venues that day, and he's the only one that didn't even put a dollar in. He's stiffer? Stiffer, because... He needed to go to the bar that night or whatever because he would always go to the bar and sit and drink and he always could spend money on that shit. Uh, but he couldn't. He couldn't throw a buck in for his. Did you call for him his out quote on unquote friend? No, I knew what he was, and so did he. I don't need to call him out on it. Yeah, but if it was such a good friend, I don't know, man. Oh, I, I might have he, busted his balls a little bit about that. He's you know, a piece of shit. Still friends with him? No. <laughs> yeah, he stiffed him a, He stiffed us on the when he moved out. He stiffed us. He he like wouldn't pay. He bounced so many checks that we had to. He had to pay out the bills in cash to us, and he disappeared right as like near the end of our stay. And we kept getting these, and we kept calling him and saying, "You need to give us money. You need to give us rent. You need to give us this." And he like, "Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, I don't have any money. I don't have any money." So he kept getting these uh, letters from the credit union where he had his money, mm-hmm. and. We, we finally, my roommate goes, fuck this. And he opened it up and looked. And the dude, two days earlier, well, he was too, doing like pay advances. So he was like advancing on his pay that was going directly into his, and it had overdraw, 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 deposit, pay advance of like $500. Okay. And then you see two days later, you see withdrawal in Las Vegas. Motherfucker. So my roommate flips out. 
calls him up. He's like, motherfucker, da 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 da. Went off on him. He goes, oh no, I didn't gamble. I didn't gamble. And we're like, yeah, you're just taking out money in Las Vegas. Who cares? You're going to gamble. You're going to the strip club. You got to be doing something. It's obvious. It's obvious you went there with five hundred dollars. Yeah. And two days later, you didn't have any money left. Unreal. So he ended. I ended up bankrolling fat because my roommate was moving back to Chicago, and I basically shook him down and got the money. Well, at least you got your cash back. That yeah. rarely happens when somebody acts like that. You know, yeah. I, you you always want to see people take initiative in their lives. You know what I'm saying? Like the people that don't have a job, you want to push them in the right direction. Obviously, there's some people that get a bad fucking hand, and you sure. gotta, you got to help them out. But I mean, in that situation, god damn it, dude, it's. It's really hard to stay friends with somebody like that. I was tight with him when I first met him. I thought he was a good guy because I fell for his bullshit. Um, and it turns out he's just... Just a bullshitter. Fat. It's <laughs> a fucking great dick. He was stewed. When I met him, he was like, oh, I'm dieting and I'm keeping... And he was, you know, he's a big guy. Um, but he was, you know, wasn't like overweight. He's he making was an big. effort. Or yeah. Stocky. And he just turned into the biggest slug. And I got no problem against big people. It's big people that do nothing. And he did nothing. So the stereotypical potato that just sits there. there and he never, his bathroom, me and my roommate shared the small bathroom because his bathroom had like a tree growing out of the tub. <sighs> Because he refused to clean it because he was so... And I'm like, I don't know just how you... up a little bit. Oh, it was so... De- you, yeah. you talk about mold. <laughs> uh, sorry, this is a lazy recording for me, dude. I'm, like, falling asleep as we were talking because of the fucking bar. It's I, okay, buddy. I, um... What's our next topic? I, uh... I just thought of something. What's that? It's completely off topic. I just want your take on this one, too. So, I got I a call yesterday... Uh, a, a, a chick at the bar... It's getting just lit, super hammered. She has like five vodka straight, Grey Goose. Mm-hmm. And uh, she does the right thing. She comes up to me and she goes, hey, I need a cab. I'm blasted. And I'm like, yeah, I'll call you a cab. So I call 303 Taxi. I'm going to fucking mention you guys by name. All right. And I call the place up. It's She's like, probably the one that hit that, your car. She probably walked into she it. probably was. This is like 1130 at night last night and the... This fucking... All right. I call up the cab place. It's like you hit a button, the cab's sent to your place. It's great. It's a great little service. But I, the first time ever, they call back. And it's a dude on the other end. He's like, hey, this is 303 cab. You know, I'm about 10 minutes away. Mm-hmm. Like, that's oh, great. I got a bar full of like 40, 50 people. Mm-hmm. All right. Lady asked me for a cab. I call a cab. I After that, I'm out. You know, I'm not going to sure. flag the fucking cab down in the middle of the street. I don't know why this anger just rises in me the second we were sitting there. And um, anyway, like, the place starts filtering out. People start paying their tabs, and there's a good, like, 12 people left in the bar. Mm-hmm. She's not in the bar anymore. Obviously, she found a ride with somebody. Mm-hmm. Bailed. So Cabby shows up at the door, comes inside the joint. He's like, hey, I'm 303 Taxi. The guy looks fucking just disgruntled as shit like mm-hmm. he's already angry like mm-hmm. he, the second he walked in the door you just feel this like frowny face bastard and i go up to uh one of the people that knows the lady i'm like hey is such and such uh still around the cab's here for her and she's like oh i think i think she actually took off i'm sorry now if you're familiar with my area 
there's four bars in the area, all mm-hmm. within walking distance of each other. Right. All right. This cabbie, he's like, you got to be fucking kidding me. <laughs> and this is his next line. I drove eight miles. And I'm like, first of all, eight miles is not that far. Right. But, you know, I run eight miles. Fuck you. You know, that's, that's bullshit. But he starts making, like, this little scene. And so the people that knew the girl, super cool, they're like, hey, man, uh, let me give you some cash for your trouble. Like, they're going to throw him a 10 spot. Mm-hmm. And he could have fucking turned his goddamn cab around, sat at the side of the road, and just waited for another person drunkenly to walk up to his car. Because right. there was several people out that night. Mm-hmm. He fucking storms out of the place. It's like, this is bullshit. And gets back in his car and drives away. That's it. That's my story. But fuck 303 cab. God damn. Well, fuck that guy. Yeah, just, ah. Well, yeah. they employed him, so. Well, everybody employs assholes. I get them all the time. I had wide my, I posted on Facebook. I saw like that. The biggest that was, that that was going to be my lead in to your story. Oh, because so I, I saw this this morning. I shouldn't, uh, I shouldn't have, you know, jumped the gun there. <laughs> I really wanted to know what the fuck you were talking about. The douchebag that, and, and and I say douchebag because it's not because something he did. It's his personality was is so douchey. Like <laughs> he's a like younger, probably in his mid twenties, good looking guy. All right. He was a friend of a friend that worked for me. So she she says, "Oh, can I?" You know. You need a, a kitchen guy. This guy's looking for a job. <clears throat> so I give him a job. Does he listen to the show? I don't know. I don't care. I hope so. You're a douche. <laughs> Casey, you tool. Um, With a C, not Casey Alltop. We love you. You're she's awesome. a She's a tool, too. Yeah, you're fucking tool. <laughs> Luke's right. Um, aww. Aww. Um, aww. Wait, wait. Can we give her one? Just just for a little while longer? We'll call her after. Aww. <laughs> Aww. And uh, so every so often I'll see him around. And he, well, he, he worked for me three weeks. Mm-hmm. On a Friday morning, which is Friday's our busiest day, he's supposed to come in and start rolling out the dough. Text me. Oh, I had this. I had this dentist appointment this morning. I completely forgot about it. And I said, <sighs> okay, you know, let me know when you're going to be in. He goes, I should be in before 11. I said, oh, okay. Levin rolls you're around. You're a very uh, relaxed boss, it seems, whenever you tell these like stories. Like, you're like, cool, it's all right. Well, I, well it's yeah. not going to, you know, what, what am I going to do, you know? No, you can uh, Bullshit. You know, I, I make a mental note. You yeah. know, this guy screwed you me this, this day. Once, you did this um, Levin rolls around, he doesn't show up. So I text him, you know, are you coming into work? And, like an hour goes by. <clears throat> I should be there in a few minutes. A few minutes go by, don't, even, don't come in. Then I text him again. He doesn't respond. Text him again. Doesn't respond. Call his phone. Doesn't answer. Like You better be in a car wreck, champ. So then I look on Facebook and he posts. (laughs) He didn't have a dentist appointment. He had a job orientation for his new job. He was working for one of the liquor distributors. Mm -hmm. And they had something and they're all boozing. So he's got a picture of him and like his coworkers drinking beers at like in like Chicago. And I'm like, this guy. Now, that itself makes him a tool, but his personality, I mean, think. You got to go really douchey, man. The pickup artist used car salesman. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Except he's, he thinks he's really brilliant, but he's not. He's always like a half step behind everything. 
I've seen the dude play, and he thought he, when he told me told me what a great athlete he was, and I saw him out at the softball fields, and he was like the worst guy on their team, and like he's like booting the ball, and he like struck. I think he struck out playing softball, which is really tough to do. I could do it, mm-hmm. but you Put can't my see head down in shame. So. so every time he would see me, hey, 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 you know, how you doing? So. I see him outside last night, outside, and he's at the bar next door, and he's like, hey, how's it going? Oh, this guy, and he, one of my cooks is out there getting some air, and he's like, this guy's the best. And my well, cook kind of looks at me, and he goes, yeah, Luke's a good guy. And he goes, oh, he's, he's you know, this is the great. Hey. You know, like the whole, like, hey, let me, let me, let me, let me pat you. I, I know it's, I, he you talks? know, that's how he, he'd always <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> and, he, and it's like, he's the kind of guy, like, let me shake your hand, because I know it's a privilege for you, that type of attitude. So he looks and he, he, he like looks at the restaurant. He goes, "Who's behind the deck?" And I go, "What?" <laughs> and he goes, "Who's behind the deck?" And I go, "The bar." I go, "Melissa's working bar." We got a ship. And he goes, "No, no, the deck." And I go, "What?" I go, "What the fuck is the deck?" And he goes, "Carry out." I go, "That's that's." Uh, you know, Madison. She's new. She'd be like, "Don't you?" And he goes, "Carry out." He goes, "I'm gonna go say hi to my friends." Well, nobody. He, Knows even still work. He worked for me like two and a so half. So he's just gonna ago. walk in the back. Well, he's gonna pop his. Head. So he goes. Right. He goes I'm gonna say hi to my friends. I go. You don't have any friends that work in there, which is literal because nobody <laughs> liked him, and also literal because like, we just like know you. A lot person. of the guys that he knew didn't even work there anymore. So he walks in, walks right up to the girl, and I'm kind of standing there looking at him. And I walk in, and she kind of gives me these like look, this look, and I just kind of smirk and kept walking because I figured I'd let him figure out that she was 17 years old. Oh, no. So she ends up coming back. I go, how'd that work out for you? And she's like, oh, what a... And I go, he's a douche, isn't he? She goes, yes! (laughs) I go, yeah, he epitomizes the word douche. And I go... What are you saying? She's like, well, he was talking, you know, and he's smiling and he's like looking at me and he winked at me and then he asked me to come over and have a beer and she goes, I'm 17. (laughs) And he goes, oh, okay. Well, uh, which the only, here's the saving grace for him, I thought, is he to say, whoa, you're 17. Okay. I just thought disco stew for (laughs) And he left. He's very, he's very disco stew. So he left and I said, okay, well, he's got some sort of, you know, rational thought. Like, 20 minutes later, she's up there, like, sweeping up. He pops his head in the door, and I hear him go, hey, hey, you know. And I look, and he's got his head in the door. And he's, like, kind of halfway in, and he's talking to her. And I go, Casey, get out of here. Like that. And he's like, no, I'm, you know, I'm talking. And I go, get out of here. She's still 17. Like that. (laughs) (laughs) And he's like, he goes, I'm trying. I go, what are you trying? I go, shut the fucking door. And he just kind of looks at me like... She's still 17. He kind of looks at me like, with this smile, like, we're still friends, right? You know? And I just, I looked at him, and I turned around and walked. I'm like, this dude, by f-, and I posted that. And people at work were walking up to me going, Casey? Like that, like, <laughs> when I posted, the biggest douche. <laughs> They're like, Casey? And like, so one girl walks up, and she didn't know he had, and she goes, biggest douche. And I go, she goes, well, did he work... And is he a server or kitchen? I go kitchen. She goes, "How long did he work here?" I go, "Like three weeks." Now you, no, did you fire him after the? Uh... He's never came back. I just never worried about him. Oh, so you didn't even have to fire him. He just yeah, he just went on self quit. I guess yeah, yeah. How do people go back into the place they're employed and just because, act like your buddies? Because he is a douche, and he thinks that <laughs> he thinks 
that his like winning his winning smile, you oh, know, geez. where he smiles and his teeth sparkle, you know, ding. He thinks that he has everyone snowed, like everyone thinks he's wonderful. Bibbidi bobbidi. It reminds me we uh, we had a I can tell this story about the bar like we um, we had a girl employed for us named Courtney. She worked for us for uh, three weeks. And it's surprising that number seems to turn up a lot, the three-week number. Mm. And uh, she uh, she walked out in the middle of a shift. and this, But her last line to us, we, she didn't tell us she was leaving. She didn't tell us she was quitting. She came up to uh, the other bartender, Joey, at the time. And now we, now we use this line whenever we leave the place. She goes, hey, um, is it okay if I can go get some uh, feminine products? I... Uh, I really got to go get some feminine products right now. And Joey's like, oh, yeah, yeah, go ahead. Go 7-Eleven, do what you got to do. But she never came back. That's quite a menstrual cycle she's got. Yeah. <laughs> well, she's going to show up a year from now. Like, oh, man, that oh. was a rough one. <laughs> it was like the <laughs> shiny when the elevators I will tell you this. I am not pregnant. <laughs> Bullshit, man. Like, so now whenever we leave, oh, I just got to get some feminine products. I'll be back. It's so. cool. <laughs> It's cool. I just got to you know, take care of a little something, a little padding down below. You know how we do. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's a... Uh, so, Courtney, if you ever come back, tell me how that went. So, yeah. <laughs> we never saw her again. She didn't pick up her last check or anything. Just... Who does that? <laughs> like, it'd be so awkward to see her now. Like, it's been probably oh, a year and a half. But I, uh, the first day she worked there, we had Natalie Paul, who listens to the show every now and then. Natalie... Um, was the other bar back that we hired. Mm-hmm. And they both start working the exact same day. And uh, the girl, Courtney, started dictating. You've seen our bar. We have six bar stools and a couch and three tables. She mm-hmm. told her, like, the second she go, well, this section of the bar is mine, and this section of the bar is yours, and you'll handle those tables, and I'll handle these. So, you know, first day there. She's in charge. She's in charge, already dictating policy. Yeah. But, you know. Once that uh, you know period clears up, honey, you just let us know. <laughs> that sounds so terrible. <laughs> oh man, I do. There's, there's a, I'm amazed at some people that how they treat employment and. Yeah, I mean, I, I the the only thing that would have topped that if she would have called us back for a recommendation somewhere. I had a here's a good one. <laughs> I had a guy. We're completely just both of us look fucking tired. When I was yeah. a, there was this guy that I coached uh, in wrestling. Mm-hmm. Um, um, nice kid, brilliant, smart. Mm-hmm. I think he was like second or third in his class. Tough ass wrestler, but missing something. Okay, <laughs> not it was kind of a goon. Like just... he was a goon, but he was he was missing something upstairs. Like his, his thought process didn't flow. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> I lose like a delivery driver, and I'm like, oh, I got to hire a driver. Well, like. 15 minutes later, this guy walks in and goes, hey, I want to fill out an application uh, for, uh, you know, I'm a driver. And I, I didn't even look up, and I go, I go, okay, and I grab the application, I look up, and I'm like, holy shit. I go, hey, Nudie, how you doing? Yeah. And he's like, yeah, you know, I used to deliver over here, and I just need, and I said, hey, dude, you're hired. Great, you know? That's somebody by... He's like, I'm looking for like three days a week. I'm like, hey, oh, yeah, I got like three days a week open. Beautiful, you know? The stars were aligned. Okay, works for me for like two weeks. Does great. I mean, brilliant. Knows where everything is. Just boom, boom, right back. 
You know, mm. when he's at the restaurant, when he's at, and this is when it was a carry out, you know, he's always doing something, picking up something, wiping something. You know, I'm like, oh, what a great employee. What a great, you know, and I know him and he's a good guy. And <clears throat> so it sounds like it's not going to end well so far. Well, no, dude, no, no stories end well. And, <laughs> and it works so out he and he's working for me to he this goes, day. He goes, my, my girlfriend is moving to Florida. Okay. He goes, uh, we're driving down Saturday morning. He goes, I got my, he goes, I got my shift covered for Saturday night. I said, all right, sweet. He goes, my next shift is Tuesday. I should be back by then. But if I'm not, I'll call you. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. That's fine, dude. I appreciate it. Calls me up on Monday. He said, you know what? I'm not going to be back Tuesday. I'll probably be back Wednesday, but I'll call you uh, Tuesday and let you know. Okay. <laughs> Patience. Don't hear from him. <laughs> so I call him up. I hey, hey, Nudie, just let me know mm-hmm. if you're going to be back. Uh, otherwise, I'll get your shift covered on Wednesday. Don't hear from him. Wednesday rolls around. <sighs> I end up calling in someone for a shift. His next shift is like Friday or something. Call him up. Hey, just let me know, man. Are you If you're staying in Florida, that's cool. Just let me know. Nothing. No response. No, this is a guy I know. Yeah. Coached. Nothing. I don't see him for like two years. I see him at this reunion thing for the wrestling team. And I go, hey, Nudie, how's it going? He's like, good. How you doing? I said... Hey, uh, are you going to be in this Friday? <laughs> and he goes, and he goes, what? And I go, are you? I said, are you going to be in? Uh, I kept you on the schedule. I said, we've been covering your shifts for two years. And he looks at me, and I did. You know, I was deadpan, dry, like looking at him, like with these really concerned eyes. And he's like, what? I I quit. And I go, oh, you did. I said, because normally when people quit, especially when they know the person, they actually, like, tell them. They just don't show up for work. So I didn't know. So I was holding your job for you. And he goes, and still doesn't realize I'm being sarcastic and busting him out. And he goes, no, man, I quit. I go, oh, okay, thanks for I go, do you want to put in two weeks? And he goes, no, I quit, like, a while ago. I said, oh, okay. Okay, thanks for letting me know. Like, at no point did he go, Oh man, I'm sorry. Or hey, fuck you, you know, or anything. <laughs> he looked at me, and that's where the the the, the piece missing came in. Like he just didn't get it. <laughs> oh, you've been covered. Yeah, uh, I'll be there Friday. <laughs> yeah, because I would have been shocked. I was like, oh, dude. I mean, that would have been the way to throw me off by saying, yeah, yeah, I'm planning on coming in Friday. This is like a perfect sitcom bit. Like you go to a class reunion and you just start busting a guy's chops. You sound like fucking Seinfeld right now. That's a George Costanza thing. You held on to that grudge, Luke. I'm proud of you. You didn't let that one sit. I was. I, it didn't occur to me until I saw him, and I went, "Oh, there's Nudie. Let me let me let me ask him about his shift." <laughs> well, man, um, we uh, we had those topics from last week. Okay. I don't know if you want to touch any of them. Yeah, fire away. Uh, one of them was global warming, dude. You want to touch that? No, we're too much hairsprays. Fucking breaking down the ozone and and it's people a people ju- want to hear talk about global it's warming. Look, I'm a conservative and a Republican, and the climate is changing. <laughs> get with the fucking program. As a kid, I didn't get sunburn; I just got tan. Now I get sunburn because the ozone is reduced. There's lead. There's more of the bad rays coming through. Look, if you're it's okay to disagree with liberals, but there's certain things that you need to agree with, which is. The climate is changing. It's science. Yeah, it's 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 pretty one sided on it. It's like ninety eight percent and I've 
been reading about climate change forever. We got a uh, barback Brian. He's a uh, he's a fucking storm chaser. This kid has um, selfies of himself with tornadoes behind him. It's ridiculous. He smart can't. Guy. He, he he's he's a really smart dude. That shit to me is just not smart at all. Tornadoes <laughs> are unpredictable. You don't know which way it's going. He's got the whole rig in his car with the computer mounted and everything like that. And he does UStream, so you can look at porn while you're. Yeah, well, yeah, that too. I mean, I'm sure he can split the screen. You know, <clears throat> tornado on one side, titties on the other. So you know, but he 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 uh, streams it live. He was just that big stretch of tornadoes that hit like last week. Mm-hmm. He's fucking riding around, and I'm watching him ride around. He's not like talking or anything, but you could see just his uh, what's heads up display and his car driving through in this like terrible part of the country. He's in Nebraska, just driving around, chasing storms by himself. Well, that's fun. So anyway, you know he he's going to be a meteorologist. He doesn't want to be on screen. He wants to be off screen. And you know he's he's got the science, and he talks about it every now and yeah, then. Yeah, so he digs so that stuff. He digs that stuff, but I mean. He, you know, he's a firm believer in, like, yeah, we're fucking shit up, you know? Like, if, I, let's just say this way. If you believe in the greenhouse effect, which is 100% agreed upon by the scientific community, that's not, there's no, there's no scientist out here that says the greenhouse effect isn't real because the greenhouse effect is what makes the planet the, the temperature it normally is. That's a thing. That's why we have atmosphere. It doesn't, the greenhouse effect sounds bad, like, mm-hmm. but. The the planet, if we didn't have the atmosphere, we would would be insanely cold. It'd be like below uh, freezing yeah. most of the time. Yeah, the greenhouse effect has been around for millions of years, and that's sure. how the temperature changes. So if you believe in that, then you know you're already ahead of the game. If you don't believe in that, there's no way I can convince you of anything. Well, I mean, I yeah. I think you know, do I heat, do basically. I think yeah. like all topics? No, do I think that it doesn't get? I I think it grossly gets exaggerated sometimes or certain uh, things like people like to go when they connect a and B or connect a and C when there's no B. So they get like all day after go, tomorrow. Oh, those, well, those, those, uh, <laughs> hurricanes are awfully strong. Well, that must be because of global warming. And I'm like that. Well, that's quite a leap. Did you, is there any proof or is it just like, Hey, the, no. you know, that this might be, let's investigate it. So I think that certain times it gets exaggerated, but people that say that Absolutely there's no such thing Absolutely, it gets exaggerated. You're right. Dude. There's no such thing as, as a climate change going on right now. Because I hate to say global warming because it was cold as fuck this winter. But, yeah, there's a, I think there's a climate change. I think there's a, there's constantly a climate change. Whether that's good or bad, there's constantly going to be a change. I think it's just, uh, I think uh, extreme weather is probably the the phrase that, would be more appropriate for everything like crazy shitload of tornadoes crazy year of hurricanes crazy cold winter like this is ridiculous it was may the coldest may in uh may 1st in 80 years and so you know if you if you look at the science behind it and i looked at all the rebuttals to the science behind it and the 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 one thing i go and this is kind of appropriate for every topic that we will ever discuss and I always try to go. Well, where's the money going? Where's the where's the big, where's the end game? Like, mm-hmm. who's getting rich? All right, the the people that deny the shit, most of those people have ties with certain industries that you know mm-hmm. would not benefit from electric cars or sure. any of this shit. Sure. And it's you know, most of the people that are claiming, yeah, this is the real science, have nothing to gain from it. They're just normal scientists doing uh, peer Except research. Except they want their grant. 
Uh, they want their grant money. Okay, so money. Yeah, so uh, grant money to and grant money do is more like science internet money to do more internet money. So global warming's boring. It is kind of boring, and you know, I mean, for our show, read read a uh, read a book. Talk to Al Gore. <laughs> Talk to Al Gore. He invented the internet. Hey, fuck yeah, he did. <laughs> With Al Sharpton. <laughs> yeah. What's our next topic? Um, the other topic. Uh, uh, oh yeah, I'm running the marathon again, dude. So um, I wanted to tell the uh, the quick story of Luke and Nick running together, which is the greatest story ever. Not really, but do you remember this? What running at Inwood? Yeah. Oh, that was ridiculous. It was. It was. I think me and Luke uh, called each other, and I was like, "Hey, you know, I'm I'm running around in Inwood, and Allison and uh, Aaron are playing tennis. You want to go running with me?" And you're like, "Yeah, you know, it'd be nice to get in shape and everything." So we we run around the forest, a quarter mile track, I think it is. Mm. And I said to you, like, yeah, we're going to run a quarter mile, then we'll walk it. And we'll run a quarter mile, then we'll walk it. And you're like, all right, cool. So we run the first quarter mile. Then we I mean, walk. You, you got to say, you you said your pace or my pace. And yes, I didn't yeah. really understand what you meant. I, and, well, I said, I and I you. went like, what? And you go, all right, we'll go your pace. And I went, <laughs> Okay. See, I had no, I had no uh, pre knowledge if you had or ran or anything before. No, I so. never run. You knew yeah. I did. I, I well, maybe hate you ran laps when you were doing wrestling. Well, or something. Yeah, we were yeah. supposed to, and I was slow as fuck. <laughs> it's not about speed. It was just about exercise back then. But you know, we're running around. And we get the quarter mile, and then we start the walk quarter mile. And uh, we were discussing baseball, and you were complaining about Kenny Williams. And we started getting into it with the Cubs and Sox. And I remember it was starting to get a little heated, us discussing Cubs and Sox. Like, fuck you, Luke. And you're like, I remember a lot more details. Allison hates me for that shit. She goes, man, fuck you and your crazy memory. So anyway, we're we're walking and we start the the running lap again. (laughs) We get about like maybe 100 like steps into it and you're like fuck this well you go all right not my not my pace and you take off like you're running the fucking 100 yard dash like you're some fucking kenyan and i'm like get the fuck out of here you're fucking sprinting dude i don't drive my car that fast I'm I'm glad you think I was sprinting, considering I was pretty damn slow back then. But um, but you like took off like I'm like dude I haven't I haven't run for exercise. I mean I'll run on like playing softball. Those are short bursts. <laughs> I haven't gone. Let's go for a run in like 15 the, years. The invitation is always open. We'll stay at your pace. Oh okay yeah. But yeah, I, I'll I, be right if there. I'm not mistaken, like after you're like fuck this. And we we started walking again. We continued our baseball conversation. You just pulled out a cigarette, which was even better. It was like, fuck. (laughs) (laughs) I had to bring my smokes when I was running. (laughs) The quarter lap was erased immediately. That was so. Yeah, running the marathon. So you gotta you gonna be my trainer this time around. You know. Yeah, which marathon? The Chicago. Uh, There was a lottery. No, there's no casino. It was a ridiculous um, thing that they did this year. But Chicago is apparently the last one to do it. They have a lottery, and you sign up to be in the lottery. And if you win the lottery, you have the right to buy entry into the thing. So me and Nick Simon both entered uh, the lottery, mm-hmm. and there's like a one-month period before they announce who actually won the right to actually be in the marathon and pay for it. And we're both excited. We both get accepted. And we're like, 
wait a second. We now we have to pay one hundred eighty-five dollars. You know, mm. hey, you won. Give us money. And the the trap was, I think, and we're going back to our donation conversation. They they were like, guarantee your entry by sponsoring one of these great charitable organizations. And I have no problem with that. But what I do have a problem was the bare minimum donation you had to come up with was two grand. Oh, my God. To guarantee your spot. Now, here's the thing. You had to give them your credit card information off the bat. So if you couldn't come up with $2,000 in funding, they're going to charge you no matter what. Like right off the bat, you're going to give us 2000 bucks. You can raise the money. And $2,000 was the lowest tier. They had okay. two, five, seven, ten, twelve, and I think there was a fifteen grand one. And it was basically every charity group was the exact same way. And there might have been one that was less than that. I didn't see it. You know? So I didn't do my research and check every link. There was like 80 charitable things. Now I'm starting to think, the more I look at this, that it was that whole month lottery thing, that was just a bunch of bullshit to get people to do a guarantee your entry and become a charity guy. So, let me let me break this down. Yeah. Okay. And how I like long, the marathon. How long is the marathon? How long distance wise? Yeah. Twenty six point two miles. Twenty six point two miles. Yep. Okay. So you entered a lottery. Yes. In the hopes. In the hopes. Of them letting you run. Yes. 26.2 miles. <laughs> okay. First of all, you want to run 26.2 miles. That makes you an asshole. Thank you. Um, At least I don't put a sinker on the back of my car. Hang on. I there's a, This is going places. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're hoping. You entered a lottery. Okay. I will drive my car 26.2 miles and say, run that. There's, there's your there's your path, okay. Is there traffic out there? What do they? What do you gain for 180 bucks? Is paying for what? Are they putting down new streets for you to run on? Um, all right. So, so you entered a you entered a lottery <laughs> in the hopes of you getting to pay <laughs> yeah. to do something that you do basically every day on your own. Mm-hmm. Well, not 26 of them, but but. To run. Yes. It's not like here's for your equipment. Nope. This is for the Oh, that's rental. all extra. That this is for the rental money. of the stadium or the field that you'll be playing on. Well, to be fair, when you say the rental, I guess they do have to... They close off 26 miles of the city, and they have to keep that, and they have workers everywhere. So, I mean... Let's stay focused. Those all right, workers all right, are volunteers. Say, if you go to the rental side of Those things... Those workers are volunteers. The point A is lot of them running. are. You're, you're running, actually right about that. Running is free. Yes. So, so you want to know my motivation? Or no, I don't my give job? a fuck. It's <laughs> you're, you're just, paying. You're, just my phone. you're paying two bills to run. Yeah, I am to do something that was the last time you did it was agonizing. It was absolutely agonizing. And of I, course get, I did throw my back out. So I get that, the whole conquering the mountain type thing. Okay, I get that, but running sucks. <laughs> And there are other ways to conquer the mountain. I I'm addicted to it. I really am. Like most people can say they're addicted to smoking and it's bad for you. And running can be pretty bad for you just as much as any of that other shit can. It's, it's, it's actually kind of the point where I'm irritable. If well, I don't is go that? out and run. Who is that? Uh, like health guy 
who he like had a heart attack while he was running. You're just a Dennis Leary. Jim Fix was the guy. Was that, guy. Yeah. But he but he was like 60 or something at oh, the yeah, time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There was a guy. And I remember I'm when 60, he died. I hope I'm not running marathons. Well, no, he was like yeah. jogging, but he was like really fit. And the guy had like a heart attack and died. And there were people like, ah, see? Yeah. <laughs> like that one guy. You know what I mean? Running's bad for you. I see you fools. And I'm like, oh, man, guys, you, you everything is so literal with like one example. We, we, we were, me and Al were talking about like how every person we know that's anti-running fucks with us. And they say, you know, you keep running like that. Your knees are going to be shitty when you're older. And I'm like, well, the same fucking thing applies if you eat a slice of pizza or, you know, have five donuts for breakfast. I mean, your knees are going to be shitty because you're going to be fat. I mean, you're going to hurt yourself well, in many different that. ways. I so. just don't see the point in running. <laughs> it's yeah, I've kind of uh, gone over the deep end with it. It's, now I got no explanation for you. So I apologize to my body. I still wish I'd, I mean, if I had stolen Jonah's half marathon and vegas see now why didn't you do that because I it was, was too much of a hassle dude i was playing poker yeah but it would have it would have been maybe one hour of your life no, for the iron it was, and you could have that would have been a taunt for the ages you could always wear that for the rest of your life and just go oh just shining it just shining it hi jonah what are you doing I, just, you want to see my medal again? It seemed cool going into it, but then at the, and then afterwards I kind of went... And the medal was fucking sweet. It was a big poker chip. Who wouldn't want that? So Me. Oh, man. that would. I would I'd like a big poker chip, but it's got to have some value. Those, well, those things are probably worth a buck a piece, man. Shit. I just, I just, you know, at the time, it doesn't matter. Um, should we tell the Jonah story of the week? Um, well, I guess we got to bust uh, our good friend Jimmy List. He's texting me last night. Oh, he wanted us to mention that Abreu play. What you think of that? With the ball in the glove? Yeah. Seen it. Yeah. It's nice, happened before. Nice play. Yeah, it's fine. It's, nice it's happened yeah, before. It's good play. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I, I saw it on a very quick feed, and it was like, I saw it last play, night, they were like, Abreu's crazy play or something, and I was like, I've seen that like once a year it happens. Somebody, somebody gets the ball stuck in their glove, and they throw the glove. Yeah, at so. least he didn't sit around like a tool and just try to... You know, no, it was fine. I just it wasn't like the greatest thing I've ever seen. Let's see now. Um, I'm I'm looking through his uh, message to me here. If any of you have ever seen Nick look at his cell phone, he holds yeah. it like four inches from his eyes because of his eyesight. Shut up! All right. Um. Okay. So Jimmy wanted me to tell a story, but I'm not going to tell that one. Uh, <laughs> just to punish Jimmy. <laughs> He, hey, yeah. tell him about this charity I'm working yeah. on. Fuck you! <laughs> Ooh, you get nothing. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna tell the story about how you made out with the You'll transsexual. Get nothing and like it. Oh yeah. <laughs> that time? Oh, we can't tell that story. Uh, oh, uh, Barback Bill was listening in our last episode, and he goes to me, "Hey, you know your Jonah story of the week? Um, what's that one story you guys won't tell?" <laughs> and I go, "Yeah, I." I think I think Jonah's mom listens to the show, and I does think, she really? I I think she's heard a couple episodes, and I think Joshua listens to the show and stuff like that. <laughs> and and I'm just thinking to myself, I'm like, yeah, we can't tell that story. We can't. But and and I said, if I'll tell you what, and Jonah's Jonah's been listening to the episodes too. He actually texted me. He's like, you stole me alcohol. I'm like, no, I don't. From the Cub Sox bet last year, and I'm like, I don't. I fucking paid you. And he goes, no, you didn't. We talked about you paying me and what I wanted. Like all right, whatever. So, anyway, we he, could tell the 
You can't tell the you can't tell the uh, I, 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 I gave can tell him, the cleaned up version of it. That's no fun. You have to you have to All right, listen. you have to give it the, I I'll call it the glistening version of the okay, story. Okay, I will tell I, no, will I don't want to tell the story because I want Jonah in studio. I guess you want to call it that uh, while we tell the story. I, I think that's it. one he's going to be present for the first episode Jonah's on with us in person. We'll tell that story. Okay. Does that sound good? Because I like his his reaction just as much as the story. Oh, so funny! Because he he probably won't say a word. He's just gonna be sitting red and tell. Of the here's the story for Jonah. Tell the tell the I'm so sweaty or he's so sweaty. <laughs> well, I was gonna bust Jimmy's balls. Do you want me to bust Jonah's balls? Oh, okay. Quick, uh, quick, Jimmy bust balls. I it's, I don't necessarily think it's a quick story. That's right. Um. All right, you got to tell Jonah's Jonah story, in the story. Though. Jonah's in the fucking story. So okay. I got, um. Uh, I work at a bar. And I had some guests one night, uh, Jonah Schneider, Aaron, his beautiful wife, and Jimmy Liss. Uh, I think there were some other people there, too. I think Steve Barta came around. All people that listen to the show. Thank you, oh, guys. Last night, in the restaurant at the same time, are Larry and his wife and kids. Oh, Larry, uh, Larry and Heidi? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Vern and his kids. Then I go up to carry out, and Joel Bartelt's buying a pizza. Yeah, the fuck And out. Steve Barta's standing behind him buying a, a pizza. And I was they, like, holy they, shit. It's like a blast from the past. So go ahead. Uh, so anyway, um, we have we had a drink. We don't have it anymore uh, called uh, Hardy Whiskers Blake, which is a port, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you know anything about port, uh, it's a lot higher in alcohol content than standard wine. It's uh, basically like uh, 40 proof. So you're 20% alcohol majority of the time. Mm-hmm. Jimmy falls in love with it. As Jimmy tends to do with Jimmy, a lot of things. Jimmy, Jimmy got... To the point where it's like <laughs> beginning of the show. Hello, all right. Uh, <laughs> so, so this fucking guy starts pounding the port, mm-hmm. and I'm, you know, encouraging the alcoholism, but at the same time, I'm like, hey, man, you might want to slow ease down. Up yeah, ease up there, guy. Jonah and Aaron were. Doing fine themselves, but they weren't nearly in the bag. They stay till close. I actually have to kick everybody out legally, so I have to get them out of the bar. And we got these big ass windows in front of our bar, so if you have any patrons in there, cops will see you immediately and give you a citation. So you mm-hmm. have to have everybody out. And so, uh, as I'm like getting everything situated, I lock up the doors and I walk everybody out to the car to make sure everyone's cool. Aaron and Jonah are like, "Yeah, we're fine. Here we get going." Jimmy is blasted there's nothing left and so me and jonah are trying to convince him not to drive home of course and so he starts yelling and complaining he doesn't remember any of this by the way he's like oh, so we can ask i'm fine i can drive fine it's fine and like give me your goddamn keys you asshole and so he gives me the keys but he's still complaining and so i'm like jonah i i got this you and aaron take off and <laughs> So he's like, hey, man, listen, 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 listen. I'll, I'll, I'll stay here. I promise. I'm not going to go anywhere. I'm like, okay, dude, I just go fucking veg out in your car, sleep in the backseat for a while. You can't leave. You're, you're done. He's like, okay, okay. So he grabs his uh, car keys back. He's just, I just want to sleep in the back. I'm like, okay, cool. He hits the trunk. There was actually other parts of the story. I'm giving you the bridge version. He hits the trunk, pops the trunk, gets inside, and closes the trunk behind him. I'm like, well, that's weird. He just closes the trunk, and I'm like, hey, dude, 
you're going to sleep in there? He's like, yeah, I'm going to sleep in here. It's cool. Just thank you, man. I'm like, all right, all right uh, good night. The only reason I had left him is because I had seen our buddy Tim Karkowski do the exact same thing several times during camping trip. He slept in his trunk. He's got a, one of those little poppers that can pop the trunk from the inside. Mm-hmm. So he just went to sleep in his trunk. I thought Jimmy had the same thing. I was wrong. <laughs> and Jimmy probably got that from Tim. <laughs> Apparently, um, he, can, he can fill the exact details, but I'll try to remember as best as I can. He's in the trunk. He wakes up several hours later. He has no idea where he is in pitch blackness. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, and, and he. Which would freak the fucking shit out of me. Oh, he, he said he was, he was absolutely terrified. He's like, hey, I'm having a real hard time breathing because the air was so stale. And uh, he's got, he, he, at this time, he still had that shitty Blackberry curve. And he had like, I think, 5% left on his phone. And. He's desperately calling people because he doesn't know where he is. And he calls <laughs> Kelly and he calls his dad. Oh, my God. And he leaves messages and nobody's picking up. And he's got no release. And he goes. He's got no release? The, the, like he couldn't uh, masturbate? He, yeah, he couldn't release the <laughs> you trunk. You can masturbate in your trunk. Go ahead, buddy. He's calling people. And this is the message he's leaving. He's like, I don't know where I am. I think I'm in my trunk. This was the last place I remember being. He was like he had his car parked onto the side of our bar, so his car spent the entire night there. And his uh, Kelly gets the message, and apparently she calls their parents, who have the only other extra set of keys. Could you imagine being the dad that has to go get your son out of his own trunk? And he said, when the trunk was finally opened, like he was worried he was passing out and dying of asphyxiation. I don't know if the right, the right word, but no, it's not airtight. He said he could barely breathe. Yeah. He, Cause it was probably thin and stale and uh, hot. And I, 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 if, if nobody came and got you, you just sit in that trunk for days and days. So yeah, he claims near death. I, I don't know, man, you never know. So and near death, give me a break <laughs> near death. <laughs> See, we're going to bust your chops. It was a near idiot experience. It's like Jonah falling asleep in the five inches of water at the camping trip. So that's, <laughs> that's, that actually happened. That's another story, but we won't get into that. Well, that was so, a good story. Yeah, fucking I, Jimmy. I will mock Jimmy. You never knew that, huh? I think I may have heard the story, but not in full length. I think it was just kind of like, yeah. Why that, that's the abridged version. Trust me, there was a whole lot of back and forth when he was drunk talking, trying to convince us he could Yeah, drive. but drunk talk isn't entertaining. I mean, uh, it's like, yeah, whatever. Well, the drunk talking actually involved me getting him a cheeseburger at McDonald's, too. And he cried while he ate the cheeseburger. That, that's a good part you should have played. Yeah, I, I, yeah, he was, well, needless to say, he had a cheeseburger in his mouth. He was like, you're such a good friend. Oh, <laughs> I love you. <laughs> and I can see him just staring over at his current girlfriend right now and saying, that shit didn't happen. I don't know. What I never called time. Kelly. <laughs> Even when we were dating, I swear. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. That's it's cute. funny. I told uh, online, I posted, so Kelly said something about the Cubs. And I said, Kelly, would you please start dating a Cubs fan so that you'll become a Cubs fan? <laughs> Because <sighs> like a Cubs fool, burn. she admitted that she told she we Jonah and I used to always say to her, the only reason that you're a Sox fan is because you're banging a Sox fan. <laughs> and you no, said so and eloquently. She'd go, and she'd go, no, no, ha, ha, no. And then like two seconds later, she turns, LOL. she turns to Allison and goes, well, that's actually true. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't. I'm only a Sox fan because of Jimmy. And then then Allison 
you know, he, he turns to us and goes, uh, Kelly just admitted it to us. <laughs> you know, and we're like, ah! <laughs> Even though we knew it was true, the fact that she thought, why would you tell Allison? Thinking, well, we're both Sax fans, so cover for me. And oh, Allison turned to Allison's like, going to turn code Allison on her in didn't a even second. let her finish her sentence and like ah, sprinted to us. She's a fucking liar. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're well over an hour, Mark, my friend. I don't know if you want to keep this one going. Um, you know what? Um, I, well, I mean, we, we can skip our Jonah story of the week because I, guess I, I don't want to involve Jonah. I don't want to tell us in sh- the story. I don't want to tell a shortened version no. of the uh, he's so sweaty story. No, that's a, um, that's a good one. All day. Uh, let me think if I if I got a quick Jonah story. Uh, <laughs> podcast. That, uh, <laughs> Just making fun of fucking Jonah for an hour. We could do that. Uh, fuck, I can't. I, I, just a quick one is so they're so tough to come by. Um, no, I'm, I, everything I keep thinking of is long and it's long and drawn out. That's long the kind of guy out. he is. Long. Uh, and he made out. me. Oh, he made me wear Chucks. You know, we had to wear Chucks to his wedding, and yeah. I had the squeaky ones. But that's more of a Luke story. That's a Luke story, dude. And I had to walk across and, like, move a chair. And, like, nothing was as we rehearsed it because this, they changed a bunch of stuff. And I'm walking across, like... You had to read uh, the the one prayer for my wedding. That was uh, horrible. My lover... This is my gazelle. My love is a gazelle. Amy picked that reading. She goes, I like that one. I go, we're not doing that one. Everyone picks that one. Well, I, it's always funny to have a guy read it, especially you know an alpha male like yourself. Well, if, my love is like a gazelle. If we pick that, love you will be you will be reading in the wedding. You don't know it yet, but you as will. As long as I can lick my chops the entire time, oh. like every other sentence, like it's the worst reading ever. <laughs> Just stand up there and say <laughs> that. was you asking Allison's mom. No, I asked you could the change priest. the words. Was it? I asked like, the priest. I go, can I just say she instead of he? <laughs> read the and Allison's mom goes, oh. <laughs> I'm like, all right, dude. You read the prayer as is. Yeah, Jesus is watching. And then uh, <laughs> Allison's uncle's like, "Well, we can switch." And I go, and I, he shows it to his, and I go, "Well, this one's worse." And I go, "You know, it's, <laughs> our names are in the price." Fine, I said, "It's just a little bit." I've never read that, and it was strange. Look like this is gay. And then Jimmy, Jimmy read it at uh, Jeremy and Emily's wedding, and we all sm- <laughs> sat there and yeah, smiled at him. Ah, you got the gazelle one. Yeah, you got to give it to somebody. You just dropped it, huh? And I don't want that reading. I want my wedding. I think it's more of a tradition, no. Tradition. tradition, tradition. If I did, it would be Vern reading it, which would be funny. But Vern Fucking would probably a, get into you it. You get that opportunity to make Vern read it. Because Vern won't care. Vern that love is like a gazelle. Oh, fuck! I was fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> Leaping over the hills. We started drinking at six a.m. Hey, you fucking gazelle! That's why my face is all red. Well, unless you got anything else, my friend. I uh, no, I'm good. Awesome, dude. Uh, Good show. And we will have this up ASAP. Thank you for listening, everyone. In the meantime, go get a disease. Disease, disease. Bye.